0: if you
1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Hi, I'm Gabby. And I'm Rob. And this is Dark Origins Podcast, a podcast where I tell Rob about the inspirations behind all mediums of art. So movies, TV shows, music, etc. And sometimes we talk about times where life imitates art. So what's this one about? Today we're going to be talking about two cases where life imitates art.
3: We are? We haven't done one of those. Well yeah we, we did recently so what like what?
2: So the first story I'm just going to get into the story and then well you don't know what? No, I'll tell you now what Ooh. the movie is.
3: Okay have and I seen it? Have I seen it? I believe so. Okay.
2: And then you'll see as we go through what part of the movie this specific case imitates. What what part of the movie
3: inspired.
2: So f- for the first one, it doesn't necessarily inspire the crime, but it is very similar. Michelina stood in the hallway. Waiting. You didn't tell me the movie. Oh, shit. I forgot. Okay. What is this? You didn't <laughs> tell me the, this is a
3: cliffhanger.
2: The movie is Kill Bill 2.
3: Oh shit.
2: And actually I'll tell everyone right now just uh I'm sure most of you have seen it but I'll give you just a synopsis of what Kill Bill 1 and 2 are about. Okay, so there's an assassination squad and there's a woman in it who tries to escape for reasons that you would know if you watch the movie and they try to hunt her down stuff happens and then eventually she goes on to try to get revenge on all of these people that she used to work with but yeah
3: I-, I mean it's really hard to to give a synopsis of that film without giving stuff away yeah it's so good
2: do you have do you have a guess in your head of what part of the movie is? there's
3: 50 different options
2: yeah yeah
3: i mean is it the wedding is it the the nurse is it uh the uh badass surfer band? The the surfer rock band that's a bunch of chicks. You remember what I'm talking about? All these things? Like, I mean, there's so many amazing options here.
2: So it's none of those, but um
3: <laughs> good. I was really afraid it was gonna be the nurse. No, no. Because if it was gonna be the nurse, I was like, I don't want to hear this story.
2: Yeah, no. All right, so I'm just going to start off. Okay. Michelina stood in her hallway. She was waiting for Marcin, the father of her child, and their friend Patrick because the three of them had plans to go shopping. All of a sudden, Marcin approached her with a taser in hand. He pushed it into her skin and shot 300,000 volts of electricity into her body, rendering her helpless. Marcin yelled to Patrick, demanding his help to tie Michelina up. He complied with Marcin's demands as Michelina begged him to help her. As they bound her hands and feet and placed tape over her mouth, Marcin hurled vile insults towards her. He told her that he hated her, that she wasn't as attractive as the women he saw at the gym, and he explained his plan to kill her, telling her that their son will be so much better off once she's dead.
3: Wait, 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 wait. So is this Patrick guy, like, in on this too? Or, like, what is happening?
2: So it's not totally clear if Patrick knew that this was going to happen. Some sources make it sound like he was told that he was just going to be moving furniture with Marcine and he didn't know that Marcine was going to attack her, while other sources make it seem like he kind of did know. If he didn't know, if that was true, I suspect that he was probably kind of scared. So Patrick is only 18. Oh. Michelina is twenty-seven at this time and Marcin is twenty-five at this time, I believe. So I think that Patrick would have been kind of scared if he wasn't expecting this. But most sources make it sound like he was he did know that this was gonna happen. And he was and and even
3: so, like he's still gonna be scared. And, you know, he might have been somewhat down for it, but also coerced, maybe groomed by an older man.
2: Yeah, it's very possible. You know, I mean, he's so young that he.
3: I don't know. I'm always just trying to get in the head of these people because I'm always trying to wrap my head around. Like, how the hell does this happen?
2: I know. I know. Let's continue. All right. Let's do it. Michelino was an amazing mother, though. Marcin was the deadbeat. No shocker. (laughs) He was not the man that he was in the beginning, and Michelina had been raising their son by herself for the most part. Let me tell you a bit about the couple before we continue. Okay. They met in their homeland of Poland when Marcin entered a shop owned by Michelina's parents. It seems that they hit it off right away. Michelina was absolutely beautiful, and Marcin was definitely smitten. In the beginning, their relationship seems pretty solid. The couple decided to move from Poland to the UK to live with Marcin's parents.
3: So the couple decided that or he decided that and convinced her that this is a great idea. Probably more likely, right?
2: It's very possible.
3: Yeah, this guy. I hate him. Sorry. Carry on.
2: I hate him too. He even proposed to Michelina. But things begin to break down after she gets pregnant. In order to understand the couple's dynamic, there are some things you need to know about Marcin. He was obsessed with working out. He spent most of his days at the gym, but he wasn't getting the kind of results that he wanted, so he began using steroids. This caused him to have huge mood swings and violent tendencies. He would take his anger out on Michelina, but he never abused her physically. Until this point.
3: Now that we know of, right?
2: Yes, yes. I imagine it must have been incredibly hard for her to navigate their issues since she was living with him and his parents in a new country where she probably didn't have many supports. While she raised their son, Marcin spent most of his time at the gym flirting with other girls and possibly having affairs. I couldn't confirm this, but some sources say that he did. I think it's very possible.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh I uh I have done zero research. I hate this man, he cheated.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had apparently become quote unquote bored with Michelina and he wanted to be able to date other women. The tension had gotten so bad that they barely spoke to one another. The problem in Marcin's mind was that he could possibly lose custody of his son if he just broke up with Michelina, especially because she would probably want to go back to Poland. And Michelina was, in fact, thinking about leaving him and moving back. Not to spite him or keep him from his son, but because she literally had no other choice. Poland is where her family lives, and she would need her family's help to raise her son as a single mom. This greatly upset Marcin. I suspect there were two reasons for this. The first is that he felt he was losing control. I mean, he wanted to divorce her, but he wanted it to be his decision and on his timeline. The second reason is because he wouldn't be able to raise his son, who he really wasn't raising anyways. But again, he wanted to be in control. He wanted his mom to raise their son, and he wanted the ability to date whoever he wanted to.
3: Yeah, this guy.
2: So he created a plan that he thought would allow him to do that. Now, back to the crime. Okay. Michelina remained tied up in their house for six hours before Marcin and Patrick forced her into a cardboard box.
3: A cardboard box?
2: Yes. They taped it up with tons of packing tape, making sure to really secure it. They picked up the box and transported it to the car, and then they drove to some woods located near Huddersfield, Once they arrived, they dug a shallow hole, threw the box in, and put an 88-pound tree branch on top of it before filling it back in with dirt. Oh,
3: I know exactly the part you're talking about. Yeah. Did she do the one-inch punch?
2: (laughs) Wait, is that what it's called, the one-inch punch? I thought it was like the five-point hard-exploding blah, 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 blah. That's a totally different part.
3: Oh my gosh, no, we I, gotta go back. But I thought that. Don't, that's don't give the away the movie. Function. Don't give away the movie. Okay, okay. Don't give away the movie. Okay.
2: Michelina was stuck laying face down in the box as she heard her fiance shovel dirt on top of it. Face down? Yeah.
3: <gasps> I know. You mean she went all the way down to China to get out?
2: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> She's in the UK, though. Oh, she came up through Florida.
3: <laughs> Wait, that's totally wrong. Yeah. I don't I'm know bad where. at geography. I not I don't, know I don't even. I don't either. Hawaii? I don't know where she'd come out. Neither. Somewhere different. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get me a globe. You could come <laughs> across anywhere. It would just depend on the angle. It's a sphere.
2: She frantically looked for a way out. A small hole in the box caught her attention. She wanted to try to stick her fingers through it, but she was terrified that Marcin might see them and try to break them with a shovel or worse. So she laid there silently listening to the two men. She knew that she only had so much oxygen left and she had to act fast as soon as they drove away. That's when it dawned on her. They hadn't taken her engagement ring off. It wouldn't be easy, but she thought she might be able to use it to cut through the tape that bound her hands and feet. She carefully took it off her finger and began cutting. In a race against time, she freed her hands and feet before turning over and furiously ripping through the box.
3: So this guy gave her the escape tool.
2: Yep. (laughs) What an idiot! He truly is a dumbass. This entire fucking plan was so stupid on his part. But I mean, at the same time, it is amazing that she escaped because it would not be easy.
3: And it's just
2: so sick that this is the way that he like he wanted her to suffer.
3: What a piece of shit.
2: Finally, she managed to push her hand through the box. She remained focused on the hole she just made until she was able to get her head out. As soil began spilling into the box that she just broke out of, she worked to free the rest of her body from it. She could hear music from a pub down the road, so she began stumbling towards it.
3: Okay, wait a second. So she's in the box and then she's out of the box. But there was an 88-pound branch. On the box and then dirt. Yes. So it must not have been very deep.
2: The the actual hole was very was pretty shallow. I mean, it did fully cover the box, but she right. didn't have to dig out. You know, of a ton right, of soil. Right, because these
3: idiots, like they put her in a big box and then put four or to eight inches of dirt on top of it.
2: Right. Exactly.
3: They spent hours digging a hole for a box. Yeah. yeah. And then she had no trouble moving eight inches of dirt.
2: Yeah. I mean, once she finally was able to get box. I mean, out of course this is
3: miraculous that she's able to do this. Don't get me wrong. But I mean you put three feet of dirt on top of you, that's really hard to move.
2: Yeah. I mean she they their plan just was not good.
3: People are idiots. Okay, go on.
2: On her way, she flagged down a passing car, who thankfully stopped for her. They allowed her to get in, and they sped home to call police. Meanwhile, Marcin and Patrick went to an ATM with Michelina's bank card and pulled out 500 euros.
3: 500 which, bucks. I know. These idiots.
2: I know. <laughs> which, this is why I'm saying I think that he wanted her to suffer, because he, yes, he knows he could go back for her. He knows that she is still alive, But instead, he steals her bank card and goes and takes out 500 euros and then just goes home.
3: Right. Like 500 bucks is some big score or like.
2: I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not like. Like it's not that that much money.
3: Like $500 sure is a decent amount of money. I don't mean to say that. I'm just saying like it's not $500 is not going to, you know, save your life. You know what I mean? It's not going to, like, make her, yeah. you know.
2: It's not a this transformative is, amount of money. Right. It's
3: not a billion dollars. Yeah. Right. You don't bury somebody alive for 500 bucks.
2: Right. And that's not, that wasn't his motive, but it was just, like, in his mind, like, oh.
3: I can go buy another another cycle.
2: Right. Yeah. You know,
3: fucking asshole.
2: They hadn't tried to hide or flee the area, obviously, because they thought that Michelina was gonna die. They had clearly underestimated her strength. So police found them pretty quickly and arrested them. <laughs> Marcin tried to claim that he only intended to scare Michelina, not mm. kill her. He said he was gonna go back and get her, but that's clearly a lie. Marcin was ultimately found guilty of attempted murder, possessing a prohibited weapon and kidnapping. And he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Prohibited weapon. Did he have a gun? No, it's the taser. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because in the UK, I guess it's prohibited.
3: Sure. The guns, all that stuff is over there, I believe.
2: Yeah. Patrick admitted to the kidnapping and was sentenced to four years. And I believe he was sent to like a some type of juvenile program since yeah. he was, you know, younger.
3: Yeah, there's more to that story, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Michelina told the court that she prayed to God that she would be able to make it out alive to take care of her son. Her father told the court that he had always had a bad feeling about Marcin. And he was definitely right to have that feeling, obviously, because of what happened with Michelina, but also Marcin was convicted of more crimes after police completed their investigation. Because really? they found chemicals and recipes used to make explosives in the house he shared with. So, remember, his house he lived in, he shared with his parents, his fiance, Michalina, and their son, who was three years old at the time. And he was in possession of chemicals that can be combined to make explosive reactions and incendiary mixtures. What Incredibly dangerous chemicals and he had tons of them
3: right so it wasn't like just a happenstance like this he had like gallons of like this and that and the other thing
2: yeah and he had you know recipes to make the explosives (laughs) like i'm so glad they got this idiot me too (laughs) and i'm so glad that she's okay me too me too
3: so when did this happen what year was this it was
2: in 2011
3: Oh, so he's still roasting in the joint,
2: yes, but Good. let me make sure
3: you know, I love a story like this like that's got like this is a terrible thing. Don't get me wrong, but I love a story like of of perseverance and strength and uh catching the bad guy. you know, nobody died. That's yeah. great, yeah, and we got an idiot that was clearly capable of doing something terrible, yeah. Like he did something terrible to one person and probably others, but he could have done massive damage.
2: Right. Yeah. With this is a guy explo- that could have yeah. blown
3: up something big.
2: Yeah. And the the investigation didn't reveal any particular plan to use them. The court believes that he just bought them to experiment because he had this weird obsession with explosive materials yeah. But I think it's very possible that after experimenting he could have gone on to Sure really hurt people with And listen,
3: them. I would love to explode something. That would be awesome. But I don't.
2: Yeah. It's not for me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm not allowed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
3: So what's our next story about?
2: Wait, before we get into that, I just want to quickly say that without giving anything away from Kill Bill, obviously this is very similar to a point in the movie where someone is buried alive. So I just want to make that connection for anyone who hasn't seen it. So the second story, I'm not going to tell you the tv show that it is inspired by because i'm going to tell you in the middle of it oh so so it's
3: like a suspense kind of thing
2: well it just kind of timeline wise it is a part of the investigation oh so yeah okay
3: okay little cliffhanger a little little we'll tell you in a minute
2: yes so the second story begins in a rehab facility in washington state
3: Rehab for like drugs or physical therapy?
2: For drugs. I feel
3: personally attacked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Reagan Jolly was seeking treatment for her addiction when she met a man who was doing the same. His name was Jason Hart. Usually dating is a no-no in treatment facilities, but it happens all the time, obviously. Reagan really wanted to get clean for her children and this facility was her first step in doing so. Jason was a father as well. He was actually still married to the mother of his children who left him after his addiction became too much to handle. He also had PTSD from childhood, which was exacerbated by his time in the military. But when he was in rehab, I don't think that his PTSD was as like apparent because it got much worse when he was using drugs. So,
3: sure,
2: yeah. Yeah, this all sounds familiar.
3: Yeah, I mean. For those of you who don't know, I I am in recovery myself, and I, you know, been through treatment, and all of this stuff sounds very familiar.
2: I'm also in recovery. I've also been through treatment. Oh and, no way! <laughs> and oh, wow. yes, this a lot of this does sound very familiar. Gosh, water
3: really does seek its own level. <laughs> no, we did not meet in treatment.
2: <laughs> that is a very good point to make. Okay. After Reagan had finished treatment, Jason offered to let her live with him in his house. She really wanted to get out of the city, and she probably hoped that their relationship would continue the way it had in rehab. Her kids were living with another family member at the time, so they didn't move with her, but her mom, who suffered from Alzheimer's, did move with her because Reagan was her caretaker. This was another thing that Reagan and Jason had in common, as Jason took care of his father, who lived with him as well.
3: Okay, so. Were they in a long-term facility or was this just like a two-week spin dry?
2: It wasn't super clear how long the actual treatment center stay was. Okay. But I can tell you that they hadn't known each other for that long and they hadn't been in a relationship for that long when this all takes place.
3: So like do you know it was like 30 days that they knew each other was it 90 days was it 2 weeks do you have any idea
2: I think they knew each other for a couple months and they only ended up living with each other for a few weeks I think
3: Okay That's also really common Yeah in these in in these addiction circles Yeah Well early early recovery circles I should say
2: Yeah yeah Unfortunately, it didn't take long before both of them relapsed.
3: Yeah, that's not that's common as well. Yeah. Which is why they suggest you don't do this.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I think I think everyone in recovery has had some experience with with some degree of a relationship when it's advised that you not be in one. Yeah, so.
3: not not everyone, but almost a lot very high a very high percent. Percentage, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Because you almost like trauma bond with the people that you're in treatment with. So it's very easy for that to kind of turn into something romantic or intimate. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm not saying it's, you know, I'm not saying anything against it. I'm just saying that's why they say it's not a great idea. I mean, addiction is this thing, like recovery is this thing where, It's important to try to keep the statistics on your side because it's stacked against you so much. Recovery is such a hard thing, and especially early on, and trying to keep the statistics on your side is so important. But people do it, and, you know, sometimes it just works out anyway because it's about how it's about working a program of recovery.
2: Yes. All right. In order to save some money, because obviously now they're spending a lot of money on drugs, so they're trying to save, you know, whatever money they can. Also, Jason is living, I believe he's on disability. So that is where his money is coming from. So it's not, you know, he's not making a ton of money. So Yeah, he's
3: getting a couple hundred bucks a week, maybe.
2: Yeah, so he's... That's
3: gone in a day.
2: He's absolutely... So in order to save some money... Jason invited another friend named Dean, named Dean Settle and his wife to come live at his house as well. Dean seems like a really caring man, and he broke up many fights between Jason and Reagan. Although it seems like the fights were mostly caused by Jason, and Reagan was just trying to protect herself. It wasn't didn't seem like it was like a mutual thing where Reagan was really causing any fights. It was mostly just jason fighting with her so f-
3: protect yourself like do you mean physically yes oh wow okay
2: yeah at one point dean says he witnessed jason threatened to kill reagan with the hammer that he was holding in his hand so oh my. like he literally had the weapon in his hand and said i'm gonna kill you with this he also saw Jason yell at Reagan for bizarre reasons, like disrespecting a fish while they were on a fishing trip.
3: Yeah, you can't disrespect a
2: fish. So, How dare you? I mean, I do personally like to really respect fish when I am fishing. I'm not even kidding. The but... one
3: time we've gone fishing, I caught a stick and you caught 12 fish <laughs> I in know. 90 minutes.
2: I know, I know. It was amazing. I caught one stick. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We were fishing in the same spot with the same bait.
2: I'm just.
3: You're an angler.
2: Yeah. I'm just really good at fishing. You're
3: a fish whisperer. <laughs> Maybe that's why. They didn't know you respect the, fi- the fish.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They said, I know that attached to this hook I will is live. a woman who respects fish.
3: Even though she's going to yank me out of my habitat into the. Dangerous, dangerous, dry air. Take a picture and toss me back in.
2: I I do kind of feel bad when I'm fishing for that reason.
3: Is that why we haven't gone again?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Things got even worse when Dean left to go out of town. He spoke with Reagan on the phone around 2 a.m. on Monday. So I'm just giving you the timeline from, you know, when he leaves. So he spoke with Reagan on the phone around 2 a.m. on Monday, and he could hear Jason screaming at her in the background.
3: Which, which is just standard, though, right? So he's probably not too concerned.
2: Right. At this point, yeah. Yeah. When Dean arrived home on Monday afternoon, so he talks to her at 2 a.m., then he gets home Monday afternoon. Yeah,
3: 12 hours later or so.
2: Yes. He saw Jason walking out from the detached garage back to the house. He asked Jason what he was doing out there because none of them usually went in there. And Jason responded, telling Dean he shouldn't go in there because he wouldn't like what he found. Dean figured it was a meth lab or stolen property, so he moved on from the subject. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. He asked where Reagan was, and Jason told him that she had left with some friends to go to a barter fair for a few days. Come Monday night, the group heads to bed. At one point, another roommate, not Dean, someone else, witnesses Jason jolt awake and yell Reagan's name before falling back to sleep, which they just noted because that's kind of weird.
3: Yeah, that is weird, yeah.
2: Dean, on the other hand, wasn't able to sleep. He couldn't stop thinking about the garage. What was in there that Jason didn't want him to see?
3: Just a meth lab,
2: no big deal. (laughs) He decided to go check it out for himself since everyone else had, you know, dozed off by this point. He tiptoed out to the garage where he saw a wet spot on the floor. So he followed it to a plastic tub. He took the cover off the plastic tub and in there he found Reagan's naked body being dissolved in acid. He ran back to the house, trying to stay quiet, and he woke up his wife and another roommate, telling them they had to get out of the house now. They rushed to the fire department nearby and called 911.
3: Thank God.
2: Because now he's worried, oh my God, if Jason like, realizes that I found this, he might kill me and my wife and everyone else in here. Yeah. Police responded immediately, calling him back up and SWAT to get everyone out of the house safely. Reagan's mom and Jason's dad were still in the house with him and police knew that. So their main concern was getting them out, you know, quickly. Yeah, Police were able to get them to come out of the house right away without Jason trying to harm them. But it was harder to get Jason to come out. I bet. Police shot tear gas into the house, which did get him to come out, but he very quickly tried to retreat back into the house. Uh, so police shot a non-lethal weapon at him, causing him to finally surrender.
3: What TV show is this about?
2: You'll see. Reagan's autopsy revealed that her face had signs of being beaten, and her neck looked consistent with being strangled. When detectives began their investigation, they were able to piece together a timeline. The murder was clearly premeditated because Jason went to the store to buy the plastic tub and the drain cleaner that he used to try to dissolve her body before he actually killed her. It also became clear that Jason was obsessed with the show Breaking Bad.
3: It clicked. It clicked. Just as it, like I, I knew it. As soon as, as soon as I asked, I was like, oh, tub. I know it.
2: Yeah. He spent a lot of his time watching it and detectives found the Breaking Bad season one DVD in Mm -hmm. his player and it was set to episode two. Yep. For those that haven't watched Breaking Bad, in this episode, Walt and Jesse try to use hydrofluoric acid to dissolve the body of someone they killed. But Jesse doesn't listen to all of Walt's instructions and he tries to dissolve the body in his bathtub. Hydrofluoric acid eats through many everything lots of things so you have to have a very specific type of plastic to keep it from you know actually eating through the container that it's in
3: it's actually a really hilarious scene in the show yeah i mean morbidly funny but my guess is, is if you're listening to this podcast you'd find it funny
2: yeah yeah it's definitely very memorable so the hydrofluoric acid eats through the bathtub, the floor, and the ceiling on the other side of the floor causing the partially dissolved body to fall through to the floor below. Well the whole tub, the whole the whole everything just
3: falls right through the Yeah. Yeah.
2: With with the partially dissolved body. Yeah. It's clear to investigators that Jason got his idea to murder his girlfriend and dissolve her in acid from this episode. Yeah. When asked, Dean, the roommate, agrees that Jason used that episode as a how-to guide on murder. Jason ultimately took a plea deal and was sentenced to 14 years in prison, which I feel is way, way, way too short, personally.
3: Yeah, that's way short.
2: And that is... How do you get
3: 14 years for that? For
2: premeditated
3: murder? Well, that's 14 years is probably when he's uh, first eligible for parole. It's probably 14 to life.
2: No, I believe it's 14.
3: So he got like a maximum of 14. Usually they give you a range.
2: Just says that he was sentenced to 14 years. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I think that's it. He was just sentenced to 14 years because since it since he took the a plea deal, you know, yeah. it they usually give you, you know, a lower sentence for a plea deal. Depending on what the crime is, obviously, you know, that will change what the sentence is. But y- usually, even with a plea deal, you get for murder, why you would get more than Why would they give that guy years. a plea deal? I don't know. It's a cut and
3: dry case. Like, why would they do that?
2: I have no idea. The this only, justice system
3: is fucked.
2: The only thing that I can think of is maybe they were trying, like, they couldn't... They were worried that they wouldn't be able to prove that it was for sure him because other people lived in the house. It's also possible that they considered his substance use disorder and his PTSD that was exacerbated by having to do a tour of duty in Iraq as mitigating factors, but I I don't know for sure. And I think it is, I don't like when people try to blame crimes that they've committed on their drug use because for the most part drugs drugs are not going to make you murder someone that's usually something that is and neither is mental illness that's usually something that is it's fucked up else, deep yeah. inside of you and i think that you are probably going to do it regardless of whether or it's not true. you're you're using drugs
3: oh I mean, it's a different kind of mental illness like it's a it's a mental illness on on its own.
2: I think it's just something that we just don't totally understand. Yeah, it's
3: a different kind of mental illness, right? I mean, it's some kind of thing that we don't understand. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. Because you
3: can have, you can be schizophrenic and not kill people.
2: Most schizophrenic people don't kill people. There's
3: a there's millions of schizophrenic people that don't kill people.
2: Most drug addicts don't kill people. Uh, in... There
3: are there's I would venture to say there's hundreds of millions of drug addicts. Yeah and they don't kill people.
2: Yeah. Because that's just for anyone who has, many. who has who has never know. ever done drugs, it's that's not really what they do. They don't make you just like c- go completely insane and to the point. I mean, obviously different drugs have different effects. I mean, sure. meth will make
3: you go pretty crazy. Yes. But I don't know about like killing people, man.
2: But usually, yeah, usually it's not I mean, I've never done meth, so I don't totally know. I have. But
3: Make you hide under your kitchen table.
2: Yeah, but it's usually not going to make you actually kill someone. Nope. Um,
3: like I said, I'd be hiding under the table.
2: Yeah, I just meant to say, like, yes, different drugs will have different effects on you, but for right. the most part, none of them are going to make you want to kill someone. They, It's right. usually just a way to self-medicate and survive through the circumstances that you are yeah. living through, and it's a disease. It, it, and I, that's why I don't like when people use it as an excuse because that's right. what it is. It's an excuse and it makes the stigma towards addiction worse, which kills yeah. addicts. So now, that's why I hate it.
3: Now, I, I can understand um, a vet who's gone through a lot in um, in combat having some very serious PTSD and having some things going on that I wouldn't understand. Yeah, and there being some leniency, some sort of, um, yeah, I guess leniency given, right? Yeah, um, for for things that I don't understand, and we don't have the details of this case that could could uh, that, that those things could be implemented, right? I don't know. Um, I have met people, um, in treatment. Uh, one man in particular that would wake up screaming, um, and I have met people that, you know, I don't believe were were the same type of drug addict that I am. You know, they were medicating that that PTSD. They were medicating things. Me, I'm just a I'm just a drunk. I'm just an addict, right? Like I don't have. I'm not medicating the trauma right like i i mean i am some sort of trauma but not like that and so that's a different kind of thing that's going on and i don't i don't fully understand it so maybe that is something that can tr- be triggered you know that i don't get maybe that's something i don't know
2: yeah i mean as someone who definitely you used drugs to m- medicate my ptsd and other mental health issues. I mean, my PTSD is obviously not from going to war, so it's much different than someone who has mm-hmm. PTSD from going to war minus from other things, other trauma, different type of trauma. And I I mean that that is why I started using drugs was to medicate that. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. But the the weird thing is that when I was Researching this case, I kept coming across this comment from someone who I I don't know who they were because they, you know, didn't have their name as their, right. like, little username. But they kept saying that Jason lied about his time in the military and, like, oh, lied about stolen his service. Ballot? Basically, yes, that's what they said. And wow. I don't know where they got that from because I cannot find that anywhere and they they were saying like oh my gosh this this like show that did an episode about him didn't even like do their due diligence and and the DAs didn't do their due diligence to check to see if he actually like served because if they did they would realize that he didn't actually serve and he lied about it and he forged paperwork And that's, you know, what they used as like a mitigating circumstance. So it's just like all bullshit. But like I said, I haven't been able to, I don't know where he got that from. I don't know. We
3: also don't have access to military records like that, right?
2: Right. So that's why I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? He
3: might know and we don't. Maybe Um, he
2: knows the guy in real life. I don't know. But I just, I wish I could find the comments again. I'm trying to see. Because it's just so random. Yeah.
3: But a, a case of like accusing someone of stolen valor is something else.
2: Exactly. Like that's a that's a big bold claim to make.
3: Yeah, you don't do that.
2: The another thing that I thought was really sad was I saw someone claiming to be Jason's son commenting on a video and it just really broke my heart for not only for, well, it really broke my heart for his kids and it really, really breaks my heart for Reagan's kids because they deserved to grow up with their mom. Yeah. And she deserved to have a chance to get clean and, be the type of mom that she wanted to be that she knew that she could be and the fact that that was taken from her because this guy seemed to have some weird fucking obsession with killing someone and putting them in a barrel of acid yeah is, a guy goes
3: to fucking rehab a month later kills a woman he starts 13 stepping
2: yeah It's just so fucked up and so tragic. She was trying so hard to get clean and the strength that it takes to get clean is something that I cannot even describe to people that it is the hardest thing that I've ever done. I cannot think of anything that I could possibly ever have to do that would be harder than that. And so for her to go through all of that and then have this piece of shit kill her is just so, so fucking sad. It's really, so gross. It really upsets me. And I also, I just don't feel like justice was really served in this case the way that it should have been. I don't think that 14 years is long enough.
3: Yeah, fuck this guy.
2: So those are the two stories for today. And we will be back very soon. Thank you all so, so much for listening. I really, really appreciate every single one of you. If you have just a second, it would be so nice and it would mean so much if you left a rating and a review. And to the people who have left ratings and reviews, I would just want you to know that I see them and I appreciate them so, so much. It really warms my heart every time I see one. Hey, this
3: is a we thing. We both like this.
2: Yeah, of course so
3: seriously thank you everybody it's great um and please continue and also don't forget dark origins pod at gmail.com thank you for being here and we'll see you next time
2: oh also really quickly i wanted to tell everyone i made a tiktok <gasps> it is dark origins podcast on tiktok so you can go follow us there we have like two followers right now because i haven't told anyone about it obviously this is me telling you now and on the
3: ground floor
2: this isn't an mlm but uh, oh yeah, yeah that's right i i've only made one video so far but i'm gonna obviously keep making more so yes so you can go follow us there and thank you all so so much again i love you all and we'll talk to you soon bye
3: bye